<laughs> oh, the Hirschfield short? That's the start of our <laughs> show. <laughs> I was going to say. Have you seen it such a beautiful day? There's uh, the Minus is bleeding. I think we can use that as the <laughs> beginning of the show. And that's why it's his final episode. We done <laughs> fucked him over too much. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, it's a feature film. What are we amazing. talking about this week? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go back over just talking about, and we're gonna talk about Christopher Nolan, Christopher and Nolan, Interstellar, and Interstellar. More Tenet, Interstellar, and then I your dog. Tyler and I might talk about. Yeah, I didn't get around to watching uh, it. Did you finish it? I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, state of mind, were you in for the second? Oh, uh, sober. Is that rough? Or no. Which half did you enjoy? Your likes are The first, even though it was a trip, <laughs> the second was too a little bit too playing. I would we'll just like to announce it. that I am officially five days sober. Whoa. I have not had alcohol in five days. Remind uh, me to stay out of your way. It? It's Wednesday. It's, it's Thursday. Been- 11 days? 11 days. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Not that I'm pursuing sobriety. I just haven't had a drink in five days. It's been it must be one day. Sobriety. It's been, been one, one week since I looked at me. <laughs> Thanks. That's, I was setting you guys up for that. Thanks for getting there. Have a drum. Do you know that whole thing was ad-libbed the first time they recorded it? I don't have any problem believing that. Watch the next files with no lights on. Amazon. Smoking man's in this one. That's amazing. Like Harrison Fordham getting frantic. Like Stingham Tantric. How do you know all the words? I bet they don't even know he's, the words. He's that age. <laughs> I'm, I'm that age. Fuck you. <laughs> what? Oh, late nineties. Yeah. I was a wee little child. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sing All Star? <laughs> I heard it on the radio. No, Disney. I, I refuse. <laughs> I know all. By the way, did you lyrics. like what I tagged the last episode with? Fuck you. <laughs> did you like my Mandalorian post? <laughs> <laughs> we should start with that. Oh, my love about the... his Mandalorian post. <laughs> and his I think it looks good. Tongue in cheek references to Walmart or Walmart Walt Disney. Uh, at, uh, parentheses. <laughs> like a woman, every yeah. month they fall into the communist. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Because> period. <laughs> We're going to miss like you, Bob. Like 97% <laughs> of our listenership is female, and now every single one of them is like, that Tyler guy. They know they have periods. It's not news for them. It's true. It's true. Some of them are probably bleeding as we speak. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh I had three female God. friends in my group <laughs> freshman year of college, and it was the worst when they like. Did your, cy- did your cycle sync up with them, they, Tyler? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got grouchy, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to be a bitch, too, if everyone else gets to be. Oh, you were just using it as an excuse? Yeah. I like Except you were going to Liberty University. She said everyone's being moody instead of everyone's going to be a bitch. Because there's a no swearing pledge that you signed. And we can't, uh, you know, blasphemy <laughs> the Moody Bible Institute either. Uh, but uh, they still have the loophole, and BJ's don't count. That's true. I Good old it, Clinton. I thought it was anal. <laughs> Isn't anal the sex anal god? Anal is the sex that's god. That's the loophole. Good god. And in the year, don't forget. What are you talking about? Family Guy episode? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't think most penises My would penis fit in here. My penis is not large. It's at the fourth hole. And here, that's still pretty small. I mean, at least a nose is kind of Oh, I was destroying ears. Let's get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah. It's going out with a bang, baby. Just blink Hannah, twice Hannah, the next time if you're I, in trouble. Hannah, the next time I say something to you and you go, what? I'm going to hand you a Q-tip. <laughs> oh, my God. 
What? No. They say you're not supposed mm. to use Q-tips. Actually, it's bad for it you. It definitely pushes bad. the cum further into yeah, your brain. You'll yeah, yeah, never hear again. Not. Never again. You need to get it sucked out. Why does it sound like <laughs> things are just swimming in my ear? I wonder, babe. Jesus. I can hear the ocean. Huh? They say the fastest. The ocean is salty. <laughs> oh my. Slow, slow. Hmm? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Popcorn Tribunal. Mm-hmm. I'm Tony. Mm-hmm. I'm Tyler. And, and this is our is show now. <laughs> for the last time. Derek. Well, you know, we might bring him back if he ever wants to. No, absolutely. Derek's going to take a couple months off, um, potentially. I thought forever. Potentially forever. I didn't um, know he's this potentially he's, business. He's got... Oh, Why well, like I'm you, I'm trying people. to have a serious conversation you. here. Why? Uh, because <laughs> Derek is my longest running friend in the group, and I'm going not to miss him running. not being on the no. podcast. <laughs> this is not uh, this is not goodbye forever, but um, he's got some other irons in the fire that that we fully support him in. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Well, the real estate thing is Wrote blowing up for him quite well. Um, he's always been involved in music. He's an okay drum player. Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Every they time we like, come and visit, he beats off before he sees us. God, it's not like he what? claps on one and three. Right? <laughs> what? What? Is is our producer making rhythm jokes? It's not yeah. really a joke. That's a painful His reality. His wife is pregnant, so... Hey, somebody just bought a bunch of coffee. <laughs> How much did they buy? Three bags. From three cars, bags. From cars-in-coffee.com? What? Yes. My goodness. Did if only they were a sponsor of our podcast. Did you say cars-in-coffee.com? No, Tyler. It's cars-in-coffee.com. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am a giddy goat. <laughs> Some of the best coffee roasted here in... Actually, Anderson probably in, is the best Del- coffee roasted Isn't it Dale? Del- yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes. So locally roasted coffee, mm-hmm. ethically sourced, and he only spits single every fifth origin. Bag. That's not true, and Chris <laughs> should edit that out. I will not love you. <laughs> okay. Every nineteenth <laughs> bag in honor of COVID nineteen. The surprise inside. Oh Jesus! <laughs> hey, does he spit pre-roast or post-roast? I mean, it's a little piece of a razor blade here and That's there. That's the real know. question. Well, it is about it's a Halloween good thing you're time. drinking it and filtering it. Then the little piece of razor blade just there. Exactly, it's there for yeah. the there you go. So that when it makes you poop twenty minutes after you drink it, there's actual pieces of cars in every bag. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it's just shard windshield. You think the coffee makes you poop? You should see when you swallow the razor. Oh my God! His my new original roast. Is 1967 Camaro? Is that a joke? <laughs> vroom vroom. No, it's vroom legitimate. Vroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, wait a minute. No. Derek is a Camaros. successful realtor in the city and the surrounding areas of Indianapolis, and um, his uh, his attention is directed towards more social causes mm-hmm. as well as music, and it's mm-hmm. something that we respect about Derek, or I I respect about Derek. I won't speak for Tyler, but. He's um, going to produce the greatest album ever made. So I'll be honest. I mean, not well, no pressure. When he told the us on Sunday that uh, when he told us on Sunday that he was leaving the podcast, I was sad. Um, but it was Monday. There was a period of time actually where for about four years, Derek and I just didn't talk. We weren't friends. Oh, you hated him. And um, I didn't hate him. No, the it first just, day I met you at the I pool cover company, you're like, "Fuck that guy." You I got divorced, and, nice and Derek didn't want to pick sides. I think was kind of how it all went. And yeah, I had dinner with their family all the time, yeah. and then I did. Oh, you're a Jesse fan? 
No. Well, we got along. Stop, just in case she decides to listen to one episode <laughs> and this She is, is the nicest person I've ever met and does not <laughs> she treat knows we get along, so I'm not a not a fan. <laughs> yeah. She's I like fine, Jesse. Yeah. You sold a 5.5 ounce bag of Columbia Supremo. Ooh, A 5.5 ounce bag of manhandled Indonesia Sumatra. Oh, the, Ew. That's not even how you <laughs> say it. And a 5.5 ounce bag of Ethiopia Sidearm. Well, you manhandled uh, my bag? I mean, I need to sell you. <laughs> it's manhandled, not monkey handled. This That's true. Yeah, you're telling me about weird, like, cat I need to shit or exactly. something. Yeah. I need fine. to sell Tony some hooked on phonics. <laughs> I don't. I don't do phonetics. Damn it! I was raised in the American public school system. Yeah, you don't have to be smart to I be successful. I can't read in cursive. It's true. You'll be running the country in no time, my man. I know, right? Oh, I my. are the host. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So, Derek, um, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks. And uh, we're not replacing Derek. Please still be my friend and hang um, out with me and I'll give me live. drugs. We may have yeah. guest hosts like Blaha <laughs> on every now and again, but there will be no permanent replacement for Derek. And, oh, uh, we might dress up as different people and just to fool you yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, right. Tyler's I like going to shave his head. Perfect. I've well, done that before. Because I can't grow a beard. I could go full Alien 3 if you want. Yeah. We depress the fuck talking, out of people. Yeah. Um, and David Fincher will so never want to talk gonna about So it's just going to be Tyler us. and I <laughs> moving forward as the main host, and, and Chris will still be involved. Well, he's allowed to speak when spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> Only then. Only yeah. then, says the colonel. <laughs> he's allowed to speak when spoken to. I say to. when you're spoken to. Producer Don Talk Button. to that is. So, um, yeah. So tonight's episode, um, we did a thing. At the end of last episode, we talked a little bit about Tenet, and there was definitely some conflict um, internally for, I think, at least two of the three of us about the movie. I don't know how much conflict Tyler had about it. Well, Meatloaf it. said two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> is that Meatloaf that said that? I thought he said something about paradise I mean, by the dashboard. He'll right? do anything for that shit. He says a lot of shit. Okay. Um, so he won't do that. Derek and I Thank went you. and saw the movie again. We sure did. Do you think that is your stuff? And Tyler <laughs> tied it all back. Uh, Tyler said he went to see the movie again. I did. So um, when Tony and I went, we were two of just five people in the whole theater, and it was yeah. Wonderful. So we killed the other three, and of course <laughs> the other three literally sat in the row right in front of us. Yeah, and slept because there was it's like parking in the back of the parking lot, and then three people park <laughs> around you. It's like really, you could have any seat. You want privacy time. when you're parking in the rear. <laughs> That's just good manners. <laughs> Where did you see it at? Tom? Or a wide angle lens? Did you see it in Atmos? A or? literature teacher I keep in touch with from the high school days, and we have good. Uh, talks about cinema and literature and such. He's a fan. He listens. Uh, he wanted to go see it. And I figured, like, if I can make time, I'll probably try to see it a third time with you guys. But then that didn't end up happening. But I did get to see it twice. And you still hated it. Yeah. I probably disliked it more this time. And making Aww. me watch Interstellar a couple days after did not help its case. All right. Well, let's talk about it a little more in depth. I'll let you start then. You want me to start? Yeah. Why don't you like it? <clears throat> um... Well, we'll use Interstellar as kind of uh, a talking point for comparison because in that movie... Do you want to talk about Interstellar first? No, I just... Kind of as a whole? Well, we're talking about Tenet, and I want to talk about what Interstellar has that Tenet is missing. Okay. And then we can continue to talk about Tenet. Because you didn't like an Interstellar... Well, I think where and how you see a movie is important. Right. That movie came out while I was still at uh, film school at good old Liberty University. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. So a bunch of asshole... Wait, where did you go? Uh, that is Liberty University. Clown? Color? I would usually hide hide in the corner, <laughs> which uh, 
is an apt example. <laughs> Hide in the in the cor- in the corner. Never mind. I would sit in the very corner of the class away from everybody and just take it all in, which seemed to be the thing to do at gotcha. that school. Gotcha. Fair enough. <laughs> Jerry Jr. masturbated in the corner while Becky nailed the pool boy. That's what the <laughs> joke is. Oh, my. Did you just call him Jerry Jr.? <laughs> He's Jerry Jr. I know. That's just funny. Okay. So Jerry Jr. got him in trouble. <laughs> so you, so you Actually, saw Interstellar. One of our dining halls <laughs> was uh, named after Becky's maiden name, the Tilly. So lots of men have been the Tilly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you saw Interstellar when you were going to film school yeah. at said conservative university. Yes, and when a bunch of assholes say it's the greatest movie ever made, you're like, well, let's hold up there. How is that Fellas. possible? Yeah, I don't I don't understand how that's possible. It's like it's I mean it's it's, it's a right. masterpiece. It's the greatest sci-fi film since two thousand one. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's fine. And I think it is fine. Um, but anyways, back uh, to comparing it to Tenet, uh, Interstellar had characters and motivation. <laughs> no, and okay. Heart. So let me make this statement prior to the and continuance of the conversation. Christopher Nolan made Tenet or made Interstellar as well as Tenet, so these are both his movies. Correct. So just for those who may be listening that don't know that, Interstellar is another Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. So did he I mean, write it? I think he is at least co-writer of brother? all of his I know his he movies. and his brother. Uh, sometimes a lot. David S. Goyer steps in, or really? someone else. Okay. Yeah, I think he wrote the Batman movies with him. I know that. Yeah, Goyer. For better context, too, Inception was 2010. Mm-hmm. Interstellar was 2014, mm-hmm. and Tenet, of course, 2020. And we had Dunkirk in 2017, 18, I think, around there between yep. uh, Interstellar and Tenet. There mm-hmm. was Dunkirk. Which I think is one of his better movies because there's no dialogue because or not Kenneth much. Kenneth Branagh isn't trying to do an accent. Well, Kenneth Branagh is not a cartoon character <laughs> in that film. My only problem with Dunkirk is I wish they labeled the uh, dark-haired yeah, British boys brother. a little better. He wrote it with his brother. Which one? Interstellar? Yeah. Jonathan and When else has Jonathan Nolan? written? Was that Inception? This is riveting podcasting, folks. Oh, my God. Um, he was partial writer on The Prestige. He was the head writer on the Westworld. Prestige. Oh, good for him. Um, he wrote on Dark Knight, Persons of Interest. And uh, Flubber. Remember G- when... Uh, Genie. <laughs> I don't weird. know what that is. Remember when Waterworld was fantasy? Uh, he, he wrote... Nobody Memento. saw Waterworld. He wrote the short story years. that Memento was based on. That's pretty interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. I oh, forgot. <laughs> Not nice. to point it out, but you were like three when Waterworld came out. I wrote it down. Thank you. But also, yes. Waterworld. Kevin Costner it. yells at a what woman a, and small child oh, for two hours what and a slaps glorious, them. What a glorious, and drinks his pee. What a glorious. Which I waited to say until Bailey took a big old gulp. And then didn't he make the postman after Waterworld or was that prior? The postman didn't ring twice that weekend. Oh boy! But all of these movies are becoming reality. With Ford, Lincoln, Mercury. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Anyways, when Mercury was a so company? Interstellar, greatest movie ever. Uh, blah, no, blah, blah, it's Liberty fine. I liked it a Tilly. lot better the oh, second time. It's not a bad movie. We quite no. enjoyed watching it. This it week becomes together. existential exploration of man's purpose in the universe, and then. God damn it, you're the worst, Matt Damon, for a little, like half an hour. <laughs> and then we're right back to that. I, yeah. I feel dirty watching a movie with Matt Damon where you're like, fuck that guy. 
Why? Because I, I, I like Matt Damon. We all like Matt Damon. It's called. Uh, he's yeah. playing a character. He's very good at that character. Even in Dogma, he was a bad guy. He was a, do- he was. a bad guy in Dogma. And he was very likable in Dogma. Yeah. That's kind of the point of his character, I think. I mean, he murders people. Yeah. But I think they're like old white people, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm kidding. Partially. He? <laughs> so it's, the boomer doomer. It's like he got to redeem himself in a spacesuit in The Martian, I guess. No, I think we just got pissed about that movie, so we stranded him on a different planet. Gotcha. It's like, you figure this shit out on your own. Gotcha. And then, He's, so, you're not a big Anne Hathaway fan, and she was in that. I disagree on that. I just think... In the right role, she's fine. I think she actually did deserve her Oscar, which is probably controversial, because I'm like, God damn it, you gave it an 11. You didn't have to go that hard. She is a looker. Oh. She did go pretty hard. What, Prince Ass Diaries? You got pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie that she was naked in half the movie? Uh, Love and Other Drugs, but I don't know that just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler has framed stills uh, from that excessive. movie. I don't need to see Anne Hathaway's tits. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, Gyllenhaal's in it. No, that's too. from the the, the best <laughs> movie I'll take ever, which was uh, Knocked Up when they did the oh, yeah. the yeah. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> did she show her tits in Brokeback Mountain? No, no. When they a game musical called he's Gay. He's talking about I don't need to see a movie with Anne Hathaway's tits. I'd rather see um, uh, what's his face uh, Heath Ledger. Song? Yeah. I want to see Heath Ledger getting a mouthful of Jake Gyllenhaal, all this stuff. That's the whole basis. Does that happen that. in the movie? It's been a while for me. No, all I know is someone spits he, in their hand at one that, point. That's the, the whole movie. point that's of that discussion and that outtake is he was mad that yeah. they made Brokeback Mountain, but there's not a single scene where a guy's getting a Hummer. Not even like a director's cut? Why am I thinking back trying to remember? Huh, is that true? I don't fuck know. Write in the comments. How gay was Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> it was Brokeback gay. Didn't that lose to Crash? That's embarrassing. <laughs> was that the... the Which Crash? The James not Spader? The, James Spader? No, not the Cronenberg. <laughs> where the James Spader gets off car crashes. <laughs> That's a much better movie. Wow, look at Tony with the film reference. I know, I'm proud of you. Name. I'm proud wow. of you. That's a movie that's in C-17, so you might see some schlong there. Yeah. That movie goes hard. Uh, but no, uh, Sandy Bullock crash. Where I don't remember what happens in that movie. Oh, 9-11, yeah. maybe? Matt Dillon was in it with his big white teeth. What happened to Matt Dillon? We're very on track this episode. Didn't he play a cop? Like a racist cop or something? Oh, maybe that is what that movie's about. Yeah. Please write in the comments what Crash is Tandy about. Tandy Newton. Tandy Damn. Newton, John? I'm just pulling actors out of everywhere. No See, you, you've been doing some research to make <laughs> up for the lack of Bailey. Coronavirus. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. <laughs> I read IMDb like he it's going out of style. He works from home. I get text messages from IMDb. I did quotey fingers around that. Do you? Okay, so no. Have you added to the trivia? Because apparently anybody can. No, but I am considering going. I remember to once. Game. I don't know why I was looking up an Air Bud movie and someone and said in the credits that John Cena played an ISIS agent. And I'm like, that's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> in Golden Receiver. Amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Interstellar. Yes. Inception. No. Tenet. Tenet. Tenetenbaugh. So specifically, you told us in the past. I mean, you just didn't feel connected to the characters. No, and I thought that might be better the second time around. But uh, I just gave less of a shit because I knew what was going to happen this time. Hmm. They try to add in some characterization at the end because it's like, no, wait, we were this the whole time. And I'm like, okay. 
to what are, are we still little late? Interstellar, or are we on Tenet? No, we're, we're, so, on tenet. we're talking about Tenet. Okay. I read and IT crowd a little bit. A little IT crowd, always. So Lovely. But, okay, so l- talk a little bit more in depth about the film itself. Right? About Tenet? Not just, oh, I saw it a second time. Didn't Hated it. Like, talk about the film. I understood the mechanics. Break it into thirds. Tell I, me what you didn't like. Sure. I understood the so mechanics of everything a little bit better that time, this time, and it made more sense, which was good. It was like... Oh, that's what that was. I mean, it didn't make it like revolutionary or anything, but I'm like, okay, I'm following this a little bit better because the first time you're trying to piece it together as you, as it, as you go along, which I guess keeps you invested, but then when you know what's gonna happen, you're like, <clears throat> eh. But so, great set pieces still. Yeah, I mean, something the, we talked well, about on, on the Sunday big screen was the clarity to the protagonist antagonist piece mm-hmm. of it. For Derek and I, but you—it didn't. feels like headcanon, but I—we I, I, haven't talked since then. So what? Go go through that. Um, what the fuck is headcanon? Love a little headcanon. It's like when you watch a movie and they don't explain something, so you make up the explanation in your head. People do it with Star Wars all gotcha. the time. Totally. So for me, and I don't know, Derek clearly will have his own idea. For me, the conversation about a protagonist versus antagonist. That happened between John David Washington's character and the Priya character and Robert Pattinson's character as well. Rob Bat- Batten I think there was one conversation. There's a separate conversation with right. Pattinson and John David Washington, right. yeah. So, is that where he's ordering the tonic water? There's, no. Well, no, the Diet Coke. That's when um, they meet. But that's not the conversation we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Those were quoting fingers, by the way. They were. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> depending on the timeline. That's not really when they met. Uh, audio, audio medium. So, um, so tenet isn't. You go, in, you go into the movie <laughs> with, with kind of this idea that John David Washington is the protagonist of the movie, as he is built. And well, then, I mean, so you're right to assume that only one on the poster. And then Twice. after <laughs> after about ten minutes into the movie, you start to question. Who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist in the movie? And, and I did not. But go oh. on. You said without a doubt. Oh, Tyler yeah. said I never did. I never did. <clears throat> so it it I don't know it I don't know it it's I respect your opinions about movies, but sure. it feels to me like you just didn't get the movie because for me it very much and I'm saying that uh, respectfully. Yeah, not in a you not didn't understand a, what yeah, happened. You just a, didn't get it. Yes, I. That could yeah. be. I mean, I think it's told in the most convoluted way possible. So I could have missed something. And I mean, yes, there's a little convalescence. Is that the right word? That is correct. It's a super secret order today. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit of that. Um, Only a little bit. <laughs> but so. I was able to follow it actually a little more. Did you enjoy the brief foray into art theft and art uh, forgery? <laughs> Did that do it for you? And that's the thing is that tied in two additional potential. See, that was actually like a re- chess move that was like seven moves ahead. Yeah, uh, it's like moving a pawn so you can free up art. your knight, but you're not going to touch your knight. For... Is that symbolic for the film? It's not about art. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, the art was a set piece that encouraged the secondary and tertiary stories 
of the story itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cartoon Pottsylvania villain holds very tall lady captive because of art I feel like if anyone, but anyone other than Kenneth Branagh with a fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle accent was <laughs> in this not movie, direct the film. you probably would have liked it a little more. But he's I, a Russian expat that's trying to fit in in England as a billionaire. I had no problem with his accent whatsoever. Sure. I mean, his motivation, we'll get into that, but maybe I didn't get I it. I had a real problem with a six-foot-two model falling in love with five-foot-four Kenneth Branagh, but that's that's another Did story. Did he fall in love? Billionaire? I mean, at one point. The, yeah, I mean, he true. is rich, and that's he puts true. balls in people's throats. That's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a dollar. Right. Because <laughs> I thought... Didn't he say no balls in throats at one point in the movie? Yeah. No, that did get a laugh out of me <laughs> second watch, because I caught that. I'm like, all right, it's not bad. <clears throat> I, again, I don't hate so, it. Again, I'm not, and I'm not trying all. to convince you to like the story. I'm just, I'm almost, I guess, sad. You could be sad. Maybe, I don't know. Can I say something? I wanted you to like the movie as much as I did. Because, I understand that, for sure. Because we're friends. Sure. Because we do a movie podcast. I Right? And because I don't like going to movies where I'm like, man, I love that movie. And you're like, man, that movie fucking sucks. I don't because think it fucking like, sucks. Then I'm like, is that. Tyler the idiot? Am I the idiot? Someone in this group is missing out on things. I don't think it's deep enough to say that one's an idiot and one isn't. I think it's no, just an entertaining I, I movie agree. you enjoyed. I'm just saying why I wanted you to like it. And no, why. but I, I think I figured out what it is. Okay. And I think it's something a lot of filmmakers can dip into. Or like you've, if you've seen enough Tarantino, mmm, chicken tendies. <laughs> mm, that sounds good. What are we talking about? Chicken tendies. Chicken tendies. Chicken tendies. Let's order out. Yeah. Break. You ever go to Mickey D's and get like all the sauces and get like? I don't know, but you got some flavor saver stuff going on and it's driving me crazy. Go like this. Oh, you got my chapstick. Bleach my tips and go to Flavor Town. Why are you gonna let me go like that? Well, because we're an audio medium and it's on the. Well, you waited till we were on the air. I didn't notice. Until okay, now. that's fucked. Okay. <clears throat> you, got, you got some schmutz in your mustache. Oh bit. my god, this Tyler cum. just wiped something off of his it's lips. A little Vaseline on his lips from earlier. I think the word is cum thing. <laughs> it's your turn to blow DeVito. Something in the way. So, anyways, <laughs> Nolan's fingerprints is what you're trying to get at, I think. It verges on self parody. Like, Wes Anderson has been accused of that, making the same movie and over and over again, and Tarantino's been accused of that. And I think there's a comfort to it if you like those filmmakers. Like, do what I think, like, Isle of Dogs, for example, was amazing. No, but I like Wes Anderson enough that I'm like, this is comfortable and familiar, and it's like a warm hug, and I like it. Yeah. Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't, like, groundbreaking cinema, but it's very Tarantino, and I enjoyed it. Meanwhile, this doesn't have the weight, to me at least, of something like Interstellar or Dunkirk. And I can see how people would be like, oh, this is fun and complex and entertaining and i'm like good I, you like nolan you like the way he writes dialogue and shoots set pieces then great we've had not a, my thing necessarily we've had conversations about directors who go out and make the studio films and make the big box office hits that's different than to yeah well to get the money to fund their projects sure that they soderbergh do. is a great example of so that. would you say that potentially you know you have nolan started with like memento and then the prestige once he got that batman and then money. they did the batman yeah, thing, yeah, yeah got yeah. the batman money and then let, oh let's make inception let's make interstellar and now he's one of those filmmakers that's allowed to do whatever the hell he right, wants right so I don't think Tenet is... And Inception was pretty brilliant, I mean, in my opinion. No, I, I will say that 
every gimmick he does, and I feel like every movie other than maybe the Batman movies has a gimmick to a certain extent, right. yeah. is interesting. And yeah. I have never seen time travel done this way. Yeah. That doesn't mean I love it. That's why I wish <laughs> I wish we would have gotten a chance to watch the Prestige one more time before Me, we before we'll watch we came. it. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, and I just I don't remember necessarily why I was annoyed by it, but I came out of that movie very annoyed. But <laughs> some great performances, Bowie <laughs> especially, both Bales. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. It's called the Magic of Film. So there is both Washingtons in this case. It's just the one Washington, actually. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. The concentric circles, Derek. Remember, I don't. I don't think this is a bad movie, and I'm glad you guys like it. Like again, it's a two or three out of five. Whenever you ask, you know, ironic that we talk about the Russian accent because if if (laughs) if we think about it, this is kind of a Russian doll style kind of film. Absolutely, a story within a story Mm -hmm. within a story, and the only story that really matters is the big one. Sure. Let me ask you this: If through some miracle, the trailers didn't spoil the time aspect. Didn't see any of them. And just, <laughs> yeah, that's why Derek doesn't watch just trailers. Advertise. Well, you kind of you had to have known. I knew nothing about oh, this film. Well, then not knowing that and just think it's like a spy film or whatever was yes. that more enjoyable? Oh yes, because I think it would have been for me. But then the second time we saw it, I liked it even more. Yeah, oh, after I did not. knowing. See, because no, knowing's a Nicholas there, there were about five or six things the second time we watched it that I caught that I didn't catch the first time. Yep. Example? Um, you mentioned the, the, the token. T- the tassel that was attached to the backpack? Yep. And that appears um, twice three, three, three separate three times. times. Mm, three or four times, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three times, I think. Yeah, in the backpack at the beginning, yeah. the, in the, the opera. guy on the ground, oh. and then at the end. And in the van, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just movies have to have a little something more to make me invested. And I think definitely casting these actors, Kenneth Brown, uh, notwithstanding, helped because, oh, there's not much character. What do you think of Pattinson in this I movie? I think he's great. Yeah. I love him. This is the most his, I've ever enjoyed. Everything Robert. I've seen I've been him in outside yeah. of Twilight. Oh, yeah. He's I've been in a lot of things. In, yeah. My dude just needed to start to his career. You yeah. can't really blame him for that. A lot of people that don't get. I mean, Anna se- Kendrick was in Twilight. Exactly. A lot of Dakota Fanning. That shit. Dakota was in it? Oh, she was. She was. She played yep. the red-eyed vampire girl. Who was the bartender from Passengers? I know he's in Better Things. He's in Good Omens. Bartender. Oh, um, the English Michael guy. something. I want to yeah. say Michael Sheen, but that's obviously not his name. No, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, no, he's in the Twilight movies, and those actors don't get the same amount yeah. of shit that Pattinson yeah. does, and I don't think that's fair because they're all just getting a paycheck. I think uh, Stewart's good in things. Typically. Yeah, she was really good in Underwater. Charlie, really Charlie's her, Angels wasn't a great movie, but she was the best part of it. Yeah, Underwater. Underwater, yeah. I liked, yeah. So, so, Derek, you liked the movie much better. I did. Let's, let's tell us a little bit about that. So, what was your experience like the first time and then the second time? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty much everything Tyler disliked is that he very purposeful on Nolan's part, I think, was what I really enjoyed about it. What do you mean? Well, for one, we talked about... Um, the use of the actual word protagonist and the, like direct commentary on the story. Sure. But I think that was the whole point is that number one, the movie in and of itself is a commentary on storytelling. Yeah. How and so? The way that it goes about it and the fact that they're. Well, what does that mean? I mean, it told the story. All movies are supposed to do yeah, but, that. I don't get it. But it, it's almost like a. a breaking of the fourth wall without when he mentions it directly 
that when he's telling Priya's character, right, I am the protagonist. I thought she was the one that used that word. It's like, well, you, you're well, a scruffy-looking protagonist. He said to her first, I am the protagonist in this. Yep. And then she responded in kind. If there was some kind of doubt in my mind, I might have that he was, then maybe I'd agree with you. But there was never a point where I'm like, So oh, the question is, is, was that a lucky guess for you? Or was it because you had read... No. I, I mean, I just assumed there was no... I thought that was just hacking Because there were logical paths that were played out throughout what the do you movie mean? that showed different people as the potential protagonists. Well, talk to me more about that, because I'm not quite following. And I'm well, I mean, the transition into the story of Kenneth Branagh and his wife. I was about to say, until the good guys take over the machines or yeah. know how to use them, sure. Branagh is 100% in control. Now, we're talking, okay, the so there's a difference between the protagonist of the movie and the protagonist of the story, right? The protagonist of the movie, you I've know... I've taken is, enough screenwriting classes to think that's a little wacky. I mean, no, you no, can no, be an no, anti-hero. No, no, no. Let, me, let me explain what I'm trying to say here. Okay. So, so you have two different things. You have a movie and you have a story within the movie, right? You have the script... That controls the path of the movie. In the script, there's multiple potential protagonists for the story, but you're watching the movie from the viewpoint of a John David Washington character, which makes him the protagonist of the movie. Well, let me try to spin this just because I'm trying to understand it. Like, Mad Max is not the protagonist of any of his movies, correct? I would. It's Furiosa and Fury Road. Um, You might be able to make the argument for Thunderdome. Yeah, Thunderdome, I think he definitely was. Uh, and maybe the first one too, but definitely not Fury Road. But because the point of that character is he wanders into these scenarios and you follow these other characters. And maybe is that what you're arguing Washington is? No, so I'm I'm not arguing the the protagonist versus protagonist. What I'm saying is that the way this movie is built. Let me explain it. No, God damn it. Face. What I'm saying is... Sometimes it pays to watch the YouTube version, kids. Go I talked about the Russian nesting dolls, okay? And there's a story within the story. You have the story that makes the movie. The story that was written by Christopher and Jonathan Nolan that is a script for the movie that we go to see. But inside of that script, there's three other stories happening, right? And so there's a conversation about the protagonist. They're not talking about who's the protagonist of the movie. They're talking about the different paths. I talked about concentric circles. Uh-huh. Each of those circles is a story within another story. And there's supposedly different protagonists in all those stories. And the reality is, spoiler alert, at the end we find out that the protagonist in every single one of those stories is the same person. That's what I'm talking about. So the twist at the end is that there was no twist in the end after all. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the twist no, of absolutely. Inception is that the twist at the end of Inception yeah. is that there may, may not be a twist at the end. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's exactly that. That's what I'm saying is because the first time, I, it turns out I didn't really miss any of the bigger story. Right. But watching it a second time, I was able to understand how the internal logic of the film was completely logical. Sure. And it was also and separate from the film. Exactly. You were able to separate that. And that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. able to better understand each mechanic and smaller story I, for sure. that contributed to that. And like, especially with Pattinson's character and how he's going, how he's moving through time in the greater story. Right. You know, I, l- let's use Crash as an example. 
The movie right? that no one remembers. The movie that we, we don't just remember about. anything about it. Okay, so which I, one? What I remember <laughs> Hold about up, the, which crash? The, we brought both of them up. I'm just making sure. It's not so, the Spader. Spanking not the movie. Spader autoerotica. <laughs> it's a good movie. I like Cronenberg. Okay, so that movie was built around five or six separate stories. That all come back together into Magnolia. one. I mean, there are other movies that aren't Crash that are better at doing yes, this. Yes, but I understand sure. what you're but, saying. But sure. I'm using it that as an example since we talked about it earlier. Sure. So there's five or six different stories that are interconnected. Of the one overarching story, sure. and that's exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about the protagonist. In each of those individual stories, there's different protagonists. But they actually evolve into a singular story, which has multiple protagonists. Sure. In this case, they evolved into a singular story, and it was the one protagonist for every single story that happened. And I see why that's interesting for you, because I guess Nolan's better at narratives, but that doesn't mean there's any actual characters in the movie that you could connect to. Like, tell me anything about John David Washington, other than he's a spy... Or what is he, CIA? He was a CIA agent. He was well, a tell me about his character. What are his wants? What does he What does he care about? I don't Saving know. Saving the world. So, yeah, so you just confirmed it. He's just generic Tom Cruise action man, which you don't go into Mission Impossible movies for the characters. Well, but he also wants to improve the life of Brandon's wife. But you don't know why, other than he seems like a nice Do guy. Do we need a why, though? Well, I mean, because the stories that she told him about yeah. Kenneth Branagh's I character mean, she, were fucking I mean, horrific. She's definitely the most compelling character. Because you I, know I things I about I, her. See, I don't know. I think I think we're straying from the path of what we were talking about. Now you're talking well, about you're asking... there's, there's no characters that I could like. I mean, that's not true. The reality is, is there's just not a character that maybe you... They're not strong characters. Is that better? Well, and I mean, hers is the only true backstory of any kind that we really get. Okay. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm like, just intrigued. Go... Like, we've had two conversations, three conversations about sure. this now, and this is the first time that you've mentioned there wasn't a character to connect with. I swear with. if you go back to that first episode I mentioned it, but maybe I didn't. Hmm. But if you talk about all his other filmography, like, his Joker is iconic. There's a character there, and we don't know much about his backstory, but right. you know what his motivation is. And to be is. fair, David Goyer wrote that. No, he wrote it too, and he directed it. Right, like, but Jonathan Nolan was involved in every single movie. How the movie hell that we're does talking... that matter? We're just comparing movies to movies. It doesn't matter who wrote it. He had a hand. Is all I'm saying. I, I I disagree. I mean, I definitely think that writers definitely have a big piece of character creation and character sure, development. Sure, and I'm arguing that I'm just trying to compare his different movies, man. If he helped write him or didn't i sure that matters but i'm trying to tell you why i don't like this movie in comparison to his other movies. and i'm not trying to change your mind on this movie i'm just trying like to i understand. can tell you things about matthew mcconaughey's character from interstellar i could tell you about well dunkirk is different gonna, see dunkirk's a different think, thing because that's, that mcconaughey had very much character development i mean he movie. had motivations and he had characters traits about him like I could tell you things about so his you character. Think because John I could David tell you Washington, about Anne Hathaway. I could you tell think you about because Murph? John David Washington was a singular spook with no family background, no heritage to I be don't... speaking of that to be spoken of that he was just kind of a I'm... man alone. Sure, I mean, and, and if it, there is any character development for him, they save it for the end of the movie. No, I mean, I definitely see Tyra's point. That's I mean, what I'm no, to I, say. I don't, I don't. He's the central actor, but there's definitely yeah. less a. Mm. Character is important to me. That's why I Not go to depth. movies. Like stories are interesting and set right. pieces are interesting, but at the end of the day, if there's a character you could connect to. Like I don't like the Evil Dead franchise because I like the lore. You like Ash, right? 
So, but that reminds me of when we had the conversation about Michael Douglas and falling down. There's a character there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you really like the character, and then you find out he's a fucking murderer, and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, I liked him. Really? The joke Or is... Chucky in Child's Play. You kind yeah, of... Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you're endeared to him, yeah. and then at the end, you're like, oh, I hate that I have to hate him now. Yeah. Where, and compare that to, like... Brana's villain, where he's just an asshole from the word go, right. and his only motivation for all of this shit, which is a huge problem for me, not as much for you guys, is that I'm dying, and if I can't have it, no, we can't, man. I'm well, like, I okay, mean, sure. If you're a jealous and secure asshole, and you have all the money in the world, and you're married to this supermodel, and- but for like an end of the world, like end of the world plot, that's a little rough. Like Thanos is a perfect example. Like you kind of like weirdly agree Why did with Thanos him. Thanos want to end the world. He want, he didn't want to end the world. He wanted to end half the, half world, the world because population control, and you because he's seen planets die before. And you're like, oh, I'm weirdly almost on his side, and I don't like that about myself. Yeah, that's an interesting villain. The Joker is an interesting villain. This guy is like me. I'm a cartoon character. Well, yeah, I mean, it's almost like I had this question right after Interstellar. If the whole planet, and this might, I mean, might be a question we have to ask one day. Sure. If the whole planet is dying mm-hmm. and we don't have a viable option to, plan B. to get a new a. home. Right. Wait, plan B didn't exist. Why would or plan A didn't exist? Why is humanity's existence so important that we need to Arrogance? populate another? Oh world? yeah. I thought that was something they could focus on more in that movie. The more because not, we're the only humans. Well, I mean, that movie's way more optimistic than I would have gone for. Oh, I would have sure. gone way more nihilistic with like, well, maybe we're not worth saving. Do you ever think about that? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I, I like the hopefulness. Don't... No, I mean, and someone I was talking to someone else who's a fan of this movie, and he was explaining why he liked it. And he's like, maybe it's the old Christian... Tenet or Interstellar? Interstellar. Okay. Because he didn't like Tenet either. But he likes Christopher Nolan, which... I found interesting, you know. I mean, I don't hate him either. I mean, obviously. Well, I mean, just because you like a director or you don't have to like everything they do. Apologize for everything. Sure, for sure. So, how about both Tenet and Interstellar though? Ending where they started. (laughs) Do they? Uh, Interstellar didn't really end. Uh, I mean, it ends in a bookcase. I think is what he's going for. Because I mean, it ends in the future with his daughter. I know, but we go back. We to the watched beginning of those the movie. interviews at the very beginning of the film. Oh well, that was a clunky device that I didn't think. I'm was just saying. Necessarily oh, the interviews successful. in the house. Yeah, but yeah. it continued after that. Sure. If it had For stopped, if it had stopped there, we talked about what a it. shitty museum that would be. Like <laughs> everyone's talking over each other. I love how he just moved into it. <laughs> oh, he did, didn't he? That yeah. was yeah. weird. Kind of fucking moved into it. I guess it, he owned on the it. Robot. Yeah. It was like a hundred years later. I yeah. mean, he wouldn't technically own that. Anyways, he, the point is, he liked Interstellar because of that optimism and message about love. That love can transcend time and space was something that was powerful. To Absolutely. Him. And I'm like, I wish I, w- I had that optimism still. A part of me wishes I wasn't such a cynical pastor. All right, here's an interesting question that just kind of popped into my head. The three of us are very different people, right? What? Yes. Um, one thing that we, and Nealis is we have in common and is also that, here. that we love movies, right? So <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Derek, then I'm going to ask Tyler. Sure. What kind of books did you read growing up? Ooh. What kind of media did you, and, and don't just, mm. don't say music, because we know that. I mean, clearly yeah. you're beetle tatted up. Mm. I am. But, you know, what kind of books, what kind of TV shows did you watch growing up? Uh, I don't remember too much TV other than, like, Saturday morning cartoons. We're going to have very different answers. Uh, That's exactly my point, actually. um, Books, I mean, I just really liked stories. So did you read, like, Kerouac and stuff like that? No, so, like, I read a lot of Tolkien and Mm -hmm. Lewis. Right. Um, 
But then I also like stuff like um, the Westing game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Giver, and nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, wasn't there a movie made out of the Giver? I don't recall. There it was. definitely didn't have T. Swizzle because yep. that'd be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I've always been a big fan of. Uh, yeah, just giant so your stories. genre would say probably fantasy, and then transitioning. As you got older, more into a, I don't know, would you, would no, you call I those still... socially mindset-driven fiction? Hmm. Mission-driven fiction? Maybe. Yeah? I mean, fission. definitely. A, fission? Like a, no, fission. I'm a nuclear physicist. Okay, go ahead, fission. That was miming of Potentially, a, um, what's it called? Perfect society. Oh, utopian. Utopian, but it's really dystopian, right? Right. I well, really... Yeah. I, is the, I, it's is there such there thing? Is no exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is there right such now. thing as utopia? Gotcha. Mm, I no. I do like that question. Though, well, I mean, that's the much. irony of it, right? That yeah. Utopia is really dystopia. Utopia for some is dystopian for well, all. Well, to achieve utopia, right. you have to create a dystopian society. Sacrifices must be made. Maybe. Yeah. So all right, like, what about you, Like, Tyler? The Giver is a great example because you literally have to take away all their emotions <laughs> in order for people to function together. Mm-hmm. How far back do you want to go? I want to go back to influence. Like, what influenced you from a reading standpoint? From like how young though? When you start, like, when do, I want what to talk you, about progression. What I mean, did you I, read I as a child? I don't know. I don't want to be like when Three you were and seven and, and a half. Box coward <laughs> children. What are we getting? Right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm no, talking know, about influence, right? Because I I am a science fiction guy, but sure. I'm also a mystery guy, right? Sure. So for me, the puzzles of Memento and the Prestige and and Inception sure. and Tenet, like that's where my brain works, Ouch. right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't look at the character development of Tenet because I'm obsessed with this really cool story, the Russian nesting dolls, the concentric circles. So this is why we have these mm-hmm. conversations. And great stories are great, right. but if I don't give a crap about anyone, I'm not going to get invested in right. the great and story. So the they... conversation yeah. that I want to have is sure. what made you get to a point in your character development internally that you became a fan of character-driven films as opposed to just a Mission Impossible? Well, as a kid suffering from crippling anxiety that didn't have anyone around and so i was like raised by tv i kind of had to teach myself like social skills right and i would latch on to comedies for some reason because that's what people responded to so a lot of cartoons a lot of sitcom and sitcoms and why aren't you funny i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's the damnedest thing (laughs) but um sharp writing was always appealing to me and sharp writing in my mind has always been characters it's like Oh, I'm gonna. I I've attached myself to this character. This Did you have person. a favorite author growing up? Ooh, um, I've had kind of a little bit of everything. As and a to kid. be fair, the era that you grew up in, there weren't authors that were writing five or six book long books, other than the Twilight series. Really, Harry Potter. I mean, there's a series. Harry Potter, right? There's a series of books I love that's obscure, right? It's called the Pendragon series. Yes. DJ, DJ McHale wrote them. Right. Uh, was that face? I, mean, I think I know. It starts with um, Talison. What? Nope. Different Pendragon cycle. Okay. But it has nothing to do with it's the Arthur election. Okay. No, no. Yeah, Taliesin. The, I read every yeah. single one of those books. Talison, I loved Merlin, yeah. Arthur. Nope. Holy not Grail. The, not the same the, thing. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pendragon. Hey, I'm right there, though. Damn it. <laughs> 
That was the big series I read as a kid because, like, I read some of the Tolkien stuff and I right. liked it just fine. It wasn't necessarily my thing. Um, Did you ever read the Watership Down books? Saw the movie. It's got the Zero Mostel as a birdie. <laughs> you think it's going to be about cute rabbits, and it kind of is, but then rabbits also then die. They start murdering each other. Yeah, rabbits yeah. murdering. Uh, I, I just read a lot of the classics just because I'm like, I want to see why this is popular. So, like, let's read through Frankenstein or The Invisible Man right. or The World. Or, right. And it's, I mean, those are obvious. And I think you mentioned some classics, realistic. too. Mm-hmm. Let's be realistic. If you think about Dr. Frankenstein, right? Sure. The entire story of Frankenstein is based around the character that is Dr. Frankenstein. And the character of the creature. And the, right. right. Like, Frankenstein's monster. Right. Creature. In the book. The and monster sure, and that whole thing didn't start till the Universal movies, which I am a fan of, sure. but they're not the book. Because the creature's actually intelligent right. and he's struggling like, but with an identity crisis, right. which is something that appeals to me. And he's also him. suffering with the fact that people are scared of him. Well, yeah, it's like, why didn't it to be made? Like, what the hell am I? Am so I this person? From, that from anxiety. From? Yeah, so... <clears throat> and like, but if you think about kind of that whole classic cinema... Oh, speaking of Kenneth Branagh... Stories, Right? He didn't make a good version of the book, but he made the closest version. Yeah. There you the go. That's true. <laughs> but if you think about it, right? So you've got the character of Dr. Frankenstein that's pretty well flushed out in the Who's movie. Who's got a god complex. Like um, none of you've it. got the characters in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that are very sure. fleshed out because sure. you have to identify the two separate characters. So kind I, of that whole movie monster. Well, I think a world, world building, especially with like Tolkien, is important. Yeah. But I think you have to have something to latch onto. It's funny. I think. Mm-hmm. Did you read with, Tolkien? Yeah. I think that's the one, like the one out of that group that we all had an interest in sure well, i mean those movies came out when i was a kid and everyone oh, was all about them so he's talking little... about the movies yeah no i read the books too but did I'm you ever back... watch the cartoons the rankin bass and the Bakshi movies yes yeah. i saw them of course <laughs> so okay so i think big Bakshi fan by the way yeah if we ever wanted to turn up i i think the the point of my conversation here was sure. Our different personalities. This is, I think, the first movie that we've had on the podcast where it feels to me like different personalities came out with very different impressions of I wouldn't say the first, necessarily. I mean, we've disagreed on them, but we've had similar points. But I think, I feel like you and I and potentially Derek are kind of on polar opposite ends with this movie. I loved all the Evil Dead movies when I forced you to watch them. And that's very personal. <laughs> the first blockbuster that we've been diametrically sure. opposed yeah. about. I have to think, but you're probably right. I it was just I was just sitting here thinking, and I was like, okay, so I really liked those mystery novels, or no, um, I like mystery. A guy named too. Piers Anthony was my oh, favorite. Encyclopedia Brown was the shit as like a little kid. <laughs> yeah, that's not real mystery though. That's like who stole For, the so- who stole the Red Sox out of the washing machine? Who did steal the Red Sox out of the washing machine? It was machine? the dog. How it, did he do that with no thumbs? So I want answers. For me, the the story, like I read up, my favorite author growing up was a guy named Piers Anthony. Piers Brosnan. Piers Anthony. Um, ultimately, Piers Anthony was uh, he was co writer on um, there was a movie he was I can't remember what movie it was but uh, and then I read a lot of Terry Brooks, and all of these books, Piers Anthony's books are basically driven by puns. So it's all about humor and fantasy. It's it's not about character development or things of that sort. And then I went to Terry Brooks and Lloyd Alexander and those authors. And they all had all these twists and turns in their stories. 
and that clearly leads into why I like that kind of stuff as an adult. Well, you're and more so, of a Shyamalan fan too, and he's all about his I, twisty twists. See, and I like, and that's the thing is like people are like, oh, I fucking hate Shyamalan, but he's made some shit. Let's be there's honest. people he's like made some real crap, but he's yeah, made but some, some of his crap stuff. I still enjoy, like, like. Airbender. See, oh, no. Airbender wasn't a Shyamalan movie though. It was it wasn't a good movie either. Nice timing. <laughs> what was that? I missed it. That was great. But the thing about the thing about it, the last Airbender, and for me, the reason why it was terrible was because it literally had no uh, none of the fingerprints of M Night. But again, is that a movie that he made to be able to make his next movie? Mm, it wasn't a good one. What's the one money. with Bryce Dallas Howard and oh, Lady in the Water no, or The Village? The Village. I really liked that one. Village is fine. I like the village. Oh, speaking of which, someone had spoiled Annabellum for me. No. Don't. I haven't seen it yet. I still want to see it. Don't. Yeah. Please don't. Well, I already spoiled it because they said the village. No, I don't remember. The that village was sh- like sh- slave sh- owners. Sh- it's not a good movie from what I heard. That's oh, all okay. I'm saying. Like, yeah, you got you... that from the trailer. You know, I don't watch trailers. Well, because it's like, oh, I woke up and now I'm in slave times. And it's like, oh, no, it's like some... Crazy ass counter prairie people. There, I just saved you two hours. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't tell if you're actually upset. I've been looking forward to that movie for so long. Well, it's better you hear it from me than waste money or something. That's all I'm saying. I care. Do you th- how many times have I had to waste money on movies like. Oh, I forgot you have a Plex server. I have no idea what you're talking about. What's you that? brought it up. I archive for future generations. Mm-hmm. And we totally all. paid for Mulan and all the movies we oh, watched. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can you timestamp time that, He's going to have to edit the shit out of this that. one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Derek and I both kind of left Tenet um, with different feelings from the first time. You pretty much stayed the same, which, which is good. Yeah, Tony and I liked I'm, it more. I'm so and glad Tyler you're involved in the podcast there, Mr. Phone. I might have a date tomorrow. That's all. All right. Uh, what's his name? It's Carl. Carl? No, it's a girl. <laughs> he said it's a girl. Carla. I he said Carl. Carl? Carla. Carl. people. My name's Carla. Carla. Um, <laughs> it's me, Anastasia. <laughs> I just call me Chris. Um, she has a uh, nice there goes all our transsexual viewers. Oh, no. <laughs> just because Chris has a low voice doesn't mean they're trans. Jesus. Way to assume. Plus, it wasn't mocking. Oh, no, not at all. The loving place. Dump button. Dump. Yeah, dump it. Dump. Dump it. <laughs> we got to start yeah. over. We got to go back. So let's talk a little bit, though, about... Um, Sincere apologies to my trans friends. <laughs> let's talk a little I bit about you. the direction that Chris <laughs> Nolan kind of does a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am a fan. I'm a fan of Chris Nolan, and mm-hmm. I've liked... Everything that he's done. I think there was one Batman that I didn't really like. Which one? Rises? Because everyone hates that one. I'm like, I like it. I still do, too. There's some stuff that doesn't make sense. That's the one that you said, though. I mean, my favorite one is Begins. For sure. See, that's no one's favorite one, and I respect that, because I don't think that one gets enough love. Yeah, I like Begins. I liked Begins. Well, people don't like (laughs) The Dark Knight and didn't go crazy for it, because it's a Batman movie. It's the Heath Ledger show. Exactly. And, again, deservedly so, but I think there's other great stuff in that movie that gets overlooked. If he doesn't die, does that movie... Still, uh, get I think the they Ledger show treatment. I feel like the third movie would have been a little bit better <laughs> yeah. if he was still alive. Because yep. I, I feel like they left him alive for a reason at the end of that movie. Yes, 
And then I don't think they mentioned Didn't him at they, all. They don't tie. Who was the villain in the third? Bane. Hello, Mr. Tom. I was born in the dark. But spoiler alert, it's actually the woman in the background you don't give a shit about that's really the, the French villain. girl. Yeah. The <laughs> knifey wifey from Inception. That's one thing I don't like. I'm like, ah, yeah, it was so I much more her. interesting when it was him. Yeah, it's a weird twist. Her name's like Marianne something or other. Marianne Marian Coltrane. Cult, 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 cult yeah, I like her. John Coltrane. Sure. John Coltrane um, is great your, in the Dark Knight. What would you say is your favorite Nolan movie? Ooh. Oh. Performance was kind of dead. Oh no! Prince Aston. Most days I say Dark Knight. Really? Okay. Um, I really like Inception. I think I've probably watched Prestige the most actually. The Prestige. Yeah. Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine shows up for a bit and to comment on a suit. (laughs) Michael Caine. Michael Caine's intended. Michael Caine's favorite film. Yeah. Um. What? What? What do we call this one? The truck driver. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> did did I imagine this, or did someone the Muppet Christmas Carol? No, he was impersonate in that. <laughs> Michael Caine in a movie that we've watched recently. Who? I don't know. There was a, a no. It was Wendy. No, what was it? I don't remember. Wendy Some, the movie, or it Wendy was either your a movie I watched, or it was my girlfriend that was in those. Everybody, are, I don't know how you confuse those two things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, was, everyone. Oh has. no, no, no! I was streaming video games and. One of the people that I was playing with is English, and she okay, said something. Grandpa. It sounded like something that Michael Caine would say, and then she started trying to do a really bad Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah. he does give a, get a speech in this one. He gets he definitely gets speeches in all the Batman movies and probably Inception. I I liked him as. Uh, does he give a speech in Interstellar? Or he... No, he does. because He he reads poem. the poem. Poems. Yes. He's excellent in Interstellar. He, kind of a bastard. He man. looked old as fuck in Interstellar. Well, he's supposed that to be like 127 point. years old at one point. I miss Jeremy Irons. He still does things. I know. Does he not come over and see you anymore? No. For your play date? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Do you like Die Hard Three? I built a sandbag, sandbox, and you built a sandbox. I'll play in the sandbox with you. There's a lot of cat poop in it now. You talking about a litter box? I don't That's want to play <laughs> in that. Anyways, I'm really glad we saw <laughs> Tenet twice. In Deadpool, sorry about your cat. I don't have a cat. Then whose litter box did I just take a shit in? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Love that movie. And I hope they keep giving Nolan money to make fantastical films. Yeah, I mean, I I know he's got a couple other in production. You didn't ask me my favorite Nolan movie. Oh, we're coming to you. Derek's just talking, and this is his last show. I can't. Is it Memento? (laughs) No. He hates Memento. (laughs) No, I don't hate Memento. Memento. I haven't seen it in forever. So we need to watch The Prestige and Memento again. Following probably a couple more. I haven't seen most of them. I've seen The Following one time. I I haven't seen that one yet. His following is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your favorite Tenet film? Tenet film? Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tenet. Of the, the, most of the Tenet film I've ever it's, seen. It's Tenet. <laughs> of the Tenets, it's definitely Tenet. Uh, Nolan film. I'm going to have to go with the Dark Knight trilogy because I've watched all That's of those. three movies. I, I know. One. Or Dunkirk. No, it works Dunkirk. as one. Trilogies are one. I don't know if that's Fuck always off. true. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite, Chris? Um, that's gonna be quick. Batman. Pull up the IMDb page and just point to one. Batman You're so mean to begins. him. Begins. 
Yeah, he agreed with you, and you were a dick to him. Because I'm a big a little Bale bit. fan, going all the way back to Land of Far Away. I do like Scarecrow. Oh, he I'm shows up in all three. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Bale fan yeah. as well. I Death like, yeah. by Exile. Dark Knight Rises is great. I don't know what people are talking about. I don't about. remember what I ranked as my number one, do you? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you using uh, Letterboxd? I am. That's what I he's am. pulling yes. up right Doodle, now. Doodlebug's my favorite. Doodlebug? Doodlebug. Did he do Doodlebug? He did he not. Did. No yes, he fucking did. way. He did. You shut your hole. No. Okay, I bet my house. Doodlebug. Doodlebug. This is the surprise Doodlebug review. Christopher Nolan. Yes. Wow. That's nuts. I just want to see where this joke goes, so I'm going to be quiet. Google the doodle. (laughs) Yeah, I had Batman Begins as well. Not Doodlebug? Um, So (laughs) Batman Begins, Dunkirk, and Inception were my top three. Dunkirk's up there. I think it's a really well done film. That's hell of an experience in the theater. Uh, I I watched it again shortly after we had the conversation about it. Actually, how did it work? How did it feel on the on the TV? Because that's the one reason I haven't revisited. Hey, that movie Doodlebug has the Michael character that he was talking about earlier. By the way, Doodlebug, the budget was one thousand U.S. dollars. Weird. How did we get on Doodlebug? Because it was written and directed. Something Nolan did, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, it's not the guy. Never mind. It's not Nolan? <clears throat> no, it's not that actor you were talking so about. Should Tyler Nolan. and I take five minutes on the other film we've seen? Yeah, so let's... What is the other film? It was Netflix's... Yes, it's Cuties. Are we done with Cuties? Nolan? Cuties, is that what we're talking about? Oh, you guys didn't no. talk about how you felt about Interstellar. I brought it up a few times, but how did you feel about it on the second watch? I um, thought it was a really good film. I forgot that Chalamet was in it, for sure. He's a little twerp. You I got also very that defensive. Casey Affleck was in it. He's a little twerp. You got very defensive about both those men. Both I v- like Casey both Affleck fine actors with very yeah. punchable faces. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't get defensive. I just I I hate that you're like, oh, he's got a very punchable face, and immediately no, like, immediately like because of our our history, I feel like you're gonna hate the movie because you someone has a punchable. I face. liked it. We and all like quite Lady enjoyed Burton. Interstellar. Yeah. We made it through all three hours. Yeah, we did. Yeah, minimal bathroom breaks. Yeah. Not my favorite, but I like it. It grew on me this time. Yeah, I don't feel like the it's as cohesive or no. self-logical I as have, Tenet. I have a question, Tyler. But I like it. Uh-oh. I really feel like every single movie that we've watched in the last year... Every single one? Every single movie that we've watched in the last year... That you've gone and taken a half hour bathroom break in the movie, you hated the movie at the end of the movie. It's probably because I wasn't into it. So I'm like, I'm gonna step out for a minute. You know, can you blame me for the grudge? Well, but no, I don't blame you for the grudge. But I would have spent the whole night you, in there. Do you <laughs> read a book and skip half of it because you don't like it? I don't it's not very comparable. You don't I just it. if I have to go to the bathroom, I just put the book down or if I don't want to finish it, I don't. Right. I'm just I'm just intrigued because I was thinking about it. And other than Godzilla and the Grudge, every movie that you hated that Godzilla. we saw. Did I no, we made it all the way through Black Christmas. Yeah, well, he didn't. <laughs> I totally left for a little bit oh, in that one. Sometimes, straight, you, straight up sometimes you need a break from he a bad a, movie. He made a phone call. Watching. Did I? I don't remember that. Yeah, but to be fair, Black Christmas was terrible. Oh, so oh definitely Fantasy Island, but that was early ass in the morning. Yeah. And I had to take my morning uh, BM. Mm. A BM in the AM, as I like to say. That's how we get it done. 
Fantasy Island. Did I mention this last episode? It has my favorite terrible line from any movie this year. No. When the guy... Did you see it? I I did, yeah. Okay. When the guy goes back in time to be in the... We only did an episode. To be in the war with his dad. Yes. (laughs) The father's like, this war's got me dazed and confused. You know, like that movie that came out this year. I'm like, is that the best way you could decide? You wanted to let the audience know it's 1994. (laughs) So I think we should just make that a thing. <laughs> and I mean, mo- movies didn't come out this year, so it's a little harder. But well, speak. Let's talk about a movie that did come out this year. You do have that, a grudge well, on me. What was like that movie that came out this year? Yes, it's called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," which is ironic for your last episode because I was thinking of ending things. Uh, is it ironic or is it coincidental? Don't you think? Yes. A little too ironic. Yes, I really do. Yeah, think. I really do think. So, who's the director? Is remind that me. Right? Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, that's right. I've not, I don't believe, seen any of his other I'm a works. List. Tell he's me. He's only directed them. two more, but he's written a few more than that. So I'm going to list them off. You ready? Please. Anomalisa. Okay. Synecdoche, New York. Oh, I did see that one. Really? Yeah. Huh. We'll have to talk right, about that. Right, with Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Yes, I did. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, Although, it makes sense now. For sure, that uh, that's Eternal the same Sunshine guy. The Eternal mind. Sunshine. Oh, I love one of that my favorite movies film. of all time. Okay. Adaptation and Being John Malkovich are kind of like complementary to each other. He did Being John Malkovich. He did. He wrote it. So I've seen all but one of his films. Which one? Adaptation? No, Anomalisa. Do you I'm have not. seen Adaptation? I believe so. You know what's so. crazy is he was a writer on the Dana Carvey show. Got to get wow. your start somewhere. Yes, I remember five fabulous about weeks that. of the Chevy Chase show. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I was intrigued f- by Schnickety New York. Let me say that. It's, I, don't know that uh, I, I think this one's a little like bit it. more comprehensible. Than I'm intrigued yes, because that one. Anomalisa, one my being John Malkovich. Not one of my favorites. Adaptation. One of my favorites. And um, Eternal Sunshine. One of my absolute very, favorites. I love Eternal Sunshine. They all had a very dark, humorous piece to them. Uh, he, this dude needs a hug. Yeah, Big you think time. I'm a nihilistic asshole? I'm a. Few well, I'm thinking away. of ending it. Did it have? A, did it have? It's about <laughs> some dark humor. Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert! It's all about suicide. Maybe. Shocker. Well, that's fair because the asshole that uh, someone invited to our movie club to watch it had like prepped and read reviews so he could keep up with us, and he ruined the whole yeah premise of it, which is. But to say, how do we not ruin the premise for those that haven't seen it yet? Uh, I don't know. Just don't talk about the premise. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to. It, I mean that it. Mm, yeah. Especially, long, I want to hear. I want to hear. He, I want to hear his like interpretation. If, if it's go ahead, if it's been a yeah. month, talk about it. I don't think he'll end up watching it anyway. So, okay. what do you, do you think it was about, wow. or how did I you was interpret thinking it? Thinking about going home and watching it tonight. Well, thanks. then don't say anything. Well, then we're not gonna say. No, say it. Ah, oh, you fuck. <sighs> this is the last episode for you, so talk about yeah, it. That's fair. Well, I had. A certain impression after halfway through. Well, how, how many was, days in between before you started up again? Oh, just like two. Okay. Yeah. You got a breather. I didn't, and it was two and a half, what, 2.15? No, it's just under two hours, I think. It's like one fifty. Oh, I have to ask, yep. though. The It has a joke in it that made me laugh harder than anything in a long time. Okay. Do you know? Can you guess which joke it is? I cannot. Did There's, it make you laugh harder than I did at Motherless Brooklyn? <laughs> Terrible human. <laughs> so at one point, you see a fake rom-com. 
And then for no reason, at the end, it says directed by Robert Zemeckis. And I'm like, what, oh, a, nice. what a fuck you. That made me laugh so hard. And I don't know why. Because, like, the Back to the Future movies and Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, love them. But yeah. just the fact that... I think he made that Steve Carell movie with the dolls and shit recently. I actually liked that. I didn't see it. Yeah, I watched I didn't that. See it. Anyways, yeah. that made me laugh hard. Because I'm like, what did, what did you do to you, Charlie Right Kaufman? on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, contact you know fucking sucks. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm. Fuck contact. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm. See, and that's where we talk about um, literature, because I loved the book Contact growing up. Did you watch the movie? And I enjoyed the movie. Hmm. Ooh, I probably would have liked it more if yeah. I had just... All the, two and a half hours, and the aliens are goddamn father. Spoilers. For well, this movie that came out that in 1997. The, here's what I'll say it about it. The alien is not her father. Yes, the is. alien presented himself to her uh, as her father. Sure. The problem is when the movie should be over, there's an hour left. Yes. Nope. I agree Fair. with that fully. Fair. Well, that's kind of how I felt about this. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Wait, Tenet. Okay. Right? Um, that movie could have been a swift 30 minutes. Well, the first it. hour I'll, is a trip. And you're really I'd say the whole movie's a trip, but it is fair. definitely the whole movie. But especially the first hour, hour ten, is four characters, two of which are more or central than the others, right? And no, it's a good question without giving too much away. Let's just say there's four characters, sure. And, but there's very much a feeling of this like unease, yeah, rising unease too, like. Potentially a suspenseful Something thriller type so payoff. Off. Yeah, it's a little midsummery, hereditary it, it, in tone. Very much, even though really. it doesn't really go there necessarily. Never even close to that dark, but really like leading me along that maybe it could it's be so something bleak, like that. Though it is so bleak, but I was really into it. Sure, I was really trying to figure it out for sure. Um, better interact with it, whatever you want to call it. Um, I the. Character performances are phenomenal mm -hmm. uh, until we get to the school, and then uh, it kind of lost me. I mean, I understand what he was doing. Apparently, he deviates but... from the book because the uh, quote-unquote violent act you see during that whole number is mm. just what happens in the book, and there's no dance number or anything. Uh, okay. So he's I'm being sorry, very Charlie talking about it. Don't worry about it. There's a fucking dance number? I didn't number? say that, and don't worry about it. <laughs> are we talking like ballet? Who wants to be a not? Who wants to, wants no. to be a millionaire? Uh, Regis Philbin to get it on. Did he die like, this year? Yes. Dead. Oh no! <laughs> it's like Slumdog Millionaire kind of dance off. Or? I'm not going to say anything if I don't. High have School to. Musical. It's in a high school. Sure. <laughs> okay. I think. And There's I am, a lot of what you'd call artistic license happening. And if you think it's pretentious and bleak and not fun at all, I totally understand that. Like yep. If you do not like this movie, I get it. But it's for me, it's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Segway. Sure. Interruption. Sure. What was that zombie movie with the musical numbers? The and in the apocalypse. That's it. Thank you. It's I just, the best. I, I want to watch it again. It's I the best Christmas the British Christmas musical zombie movie yes. ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, sorry. It's pretty great. I watched it on the airplane. Does that have Domhnall Gleeson in it? I don't think so, but I haven't seen it in like a year. Okay, sorry. It's from fun. a from a storytelling perspective. I mean, it's enthralling. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just didn't care anymore after. The, so you weren't invested in the characters and the convoluted story got old to you at a certain point. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> How about that? <clears throat> All right. Well, we have to kind of wrap things up. So 
what are your what are your thoughts? Why, why do you love it? Well, each Kaufman movie can be an existential nightmare, which is like I like that kind of philosophy and fiction and so forth. And this one definitely felt like an existential horror movie of dealing with themes of like fear of aging, fear of human nature, fear of self, mm-hmm. like very, very uh, relatable topics, even though it kind of does, I think, go off more of the deep end in the end. Because I think to a certain degree, it's uneasy, but you could follow it up to a certain point oh, in yeah. high school. And That's then once you get there, it goes full Synecdoche, New York exactly. for, the, for exactly. the remaining part of the movie. Yep. And if you're not ready for that, you're probably not going to dig it. But so m- I don't know how you guys feel about this movie. Did you like oh, it? Oh, yeah. Five out of five. One of my favorites. But I had to unpack it for a long time. Okay. Think like, the more I reflect mean? on it, yeah. I like a lot of it. Yeah. But I wish he just had given me a different kind of payoff. But I also uh, ne- I had not read the story. Sure. so. Oh, I hadn't either, but I had to, I did some research because I'm like, oh, this was a book. Just he put in all this work to give me to to build this tension, then I just think the tension fell apart. Gotcha. When he when he and so do you recommend it? See I, why you think that? Uh, but I disagree. That's but fair. I also yeah, yeah. completely understand why anybody would. Be uh, turned it's definitely off by worth this. at least one viewing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as this is Derek's last show, um, it's. Um, we don't have any leaving traditions. Ba da ba 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 ba. What we do last time? Uh, we a cease and desist re- letter. We, we wrote a we wrote a blog on the website. Kidding! If you're listening, Alex, service. that's not what happened. Um, we'll burn you and your ashes. Will be added to but, the Spider-Man. Um, anytime voice. you want to come back, anytime you want to talk about something, if you see a movie that that hits you, we'll right, say no. Whatnot, never come back. Um, you're welcome. Uh, clearly, this is not the same scenario when we switched hosts earlier. It's not. Um, it's not a divorce. It's more of an open relationship. Indeed. You're going to go sleep with some other people? And we're I'm okay going to talk that. to other people and put headphones on elsewhere. And then we'll be I'll your be side piece. We don't mind. As long as you bring proof of the testing, you can come back. Oh, I promised Hannah. I looked her in the eyes that I would say, hi, guys. Oh, so oh, that's Aww. from Hannah? Yeah. yeah. I miss Hannah. At the end of the podcast, you tell her she said hi. You tell her she said hi. Oh, she's hi. been yeah. on a couple times, too. I miss her. I mean, we can have Hannah on. Yeah, she's still Hannah. welcome. Replace you with yeah. your wife. I don't mind. <laughs> um, so thank you for Being 35, 36 episodes, I think. Thank you. Maybe even more. Possibly. I don't know. We're on 19 this season. Yeah, that's 20. This is, this is episode 20. This is 20. So. You joined on episode 11, 11 I think. I believe. And we went 24. And so we've had 13. all kinds of little things in yeah, between. 30, 35, 36 Woo! episodes. Yeah. We haven't had 50 yet? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. We haven't you... hit 50 Thank yet? you. No, we're 46 now, I think. Oh, we're close. Uh, yeah. Today we should do out. something special for the, for the 50th, but our members keep dropping like flies. So anyways, Aww. thank you for stepping in um, and taking over and, and bringing the chemistry to where we felt it needed we to be. We love you. It's been a pleasure. Um, there's a reason that we're going to continue, just Tyler and I and Chris, um, and that's because you're you're not replaceable to us. You're oh, a friend, thanks. you're family. I mean that outside of the podcast, um, and I'm I'm proud to call you a friend. And Indeed. so, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to do this with me, with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been kind of cool. Neil is full circle. You have to remember Thanks, he's guys. in the room. Now that still <laughs> we're down a guy. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nealis. Um, so yeah, so like I said, uh, you better fucking come back and uh, fuck and come even back. if it's just Open for a couple episodes every now and again. <laughs> no. And. Hey. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll I'll maybe even leave you with privileges on the Facebook page. So if you want to post Ooh. shit there, you can. There until we go. you start posting spam about your fucking real estate, and then and we'll just ban you. Right? I don't uh, even post barely on my own business true. page. Just say home. nice things about all the different studios, so they'll keep inviting us to things. <sighs> Dear Sony, we love you. Sony and Disney, Dear you Disney, make great we love movies. you. Thank, thank you. Don't forget Universal. Universal, we love you. Wanna Brothers. A24. WB, we love you. A24. A24, we really love you. A24, we do actually. 21st Century Films, we love you. 20th Century Studios. 20th Century Whatever the hell they're called now. All of your related family links, we love you. Touchdown Pictures. Anyone that has a website related to entertainment films that are not adult. Trauma. Do you want to say anything before I sign off? About what? Okay, cool. So I you, already forgot you're, you already forgot you're leaving Derek. So. Oh, yeah. You're still here? <laughs> <laughs> He's All moved right. on. Well, this has been Popcorn Tribunal. You're living That's in the Tyler. past, my boy. That's Derek. Goodbye. And, uh, that was Derek. We'll see you next time. Sexy cry. Sexy cry. <laughs> One tear. Se- well, single tear. <laughs> Se- do that in Lord of the Rings all the time. The single tear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they really? Is that a Peter Jackson? Kate Blanchett. No, it's a Liv Tyler that does it. Liv Tyler. Is, yeah. that a, is that a Peter Jackson thing?